What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com and at the KF Podcast on all your social media needs. Also, check us out on your favorite uh, podcasting application like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or uh, Spotify, or Tumblr, or whatever else, whatever we're on stuff, iTunes. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Uh, we got me, Broccolini, and Donald. Hello. On the show. Hi. And, uh, let's talk wrestling. I watched an hour of wrestling last week, so I will not be much help. You didn't even watch AEW yet? I watched half AEW this morning. I tried to knock it all out, but I had to fix my tractor. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we're gonna skip SmackDown. We're gonna we're gonna go right into Money in the Bank, which was this past weekend. And Ken, I'm sure you already heard stuff from Money in the Bank, so you can just comment on it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got. I, I know the gist of what happened in the wrestling. And Brock, world. you watched it, right? I did. All right, so uh, let's start it off. Um, you had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which didn't really change any hands. The new day one, um, it was just okay. I really didn't really pay too much attention during this match, to be honest. With you. I was really hoping for the Forgotten Sons. I was too, but um, yeah, the new day retains. You know, nothing too thrilling or exciting there. Um. I enjoyed the New Day's uh, outfits while um, Xavier's gone. It's like color by number, uh, and they color, I think, I don't know if it's every week or every other week, they'll color in another get well soon, you know, to Xavier yeah. uh, on the uh, on the, on the the tights, so. Yeah. Um, then you had R-Truth get the shit beat out of him by Bobby Lashley, um, which I thought was rather funny. Um, the post-match was even better, though. What happened in the post-match? When he said he was going to come get his 24-7, European television, yeah. he calls it, from Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, he's going to go beat up Tom Brady to get his belt back. Um, <laughs> then you had Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDown Women's. I really thought Tamina was going to beat her for a while there. Um, they're still just dragging out the whole Bailey-Sasha subtle yeah. on each other, which is taking forever. I mean, I know sometimes I shit on this company for not doing storylines, but this one's taking too long. Just I think they're it. waiting for an audience for yeah. all their stuff. And also, if um, Sasha's going to be gone for a while filming Mandalorian stuff, this is a perfect way to cement Bailey as a heel, because if you have Sasha turn face and, like, you know, she takes put her, her out of commission, out. yeah, it takes her out. Like, it really. Yeah, then you could get her off screen, wait till she comes back. Yeah. Um, one of the surprise matches for me the night that I really liked was I liked the Universal Championship match with Braun versus Bray. I thought it was actually really well done. Yeah, I was surprised by the outcome, too. Um, well, it made sense because, like, I think instead of just putting him as the Fiend right away and having him, like, beat Strowman and get his belt back, he kind of did it where, like, it was a good story during it. It was like he didn't yeah. really want to fight Strowman. He just kept trying to, like, come on, come on, come on. He came mm. out as Bray. You know, he didn't really want to hurt him. He did a few moves to him, but then he kept trying to, like, talk him into it, and Braun just kept kind of shaking that off and shaking the mind control off because you know now he's going to unleash the fiend on him. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah. Him up. But he was funny. Bray was funny. I He's, he's so entertaining. They yeah. I just do stuff. And I give Braun a lot of credit, too, because he was pretty entertaining in, in, in as well, too. It was well done. When the mask appeared, I thought I thought they were going to turn him again. Yeah, and they honestly got me for a minute where I thought, no, he's going to he's going to turn. But yeah, no, he's beat he him up. stepped so. on it, beat him up. <laughs> um, 
I like when all the puppets appeared ringside and we're talking, like, yeah. like coaching them on and stuff. <laughs> He's just funny the way he comes out with his entrance and talking to everybody and saying hi to Michael Cole, waving the oh, his Bray Wyatt entrance is hilarious. It's really funny. Waving, smiling real big, and it's good stuff. Um, then he had the WWE Championship, and again, uh, Drew and Seth. I thought they put on a hell of a show. Seth I mean, Rollins is good. For no, you know, no audience there. Really, this is a, a match. I think if the audience was there, they really would have got behind because both these guys worked their ass off in that in that match. I love Seth's new Jesus entrance too. Oh my God, him. We'll talk about him on Monday Night Raw, but I was hysterical over him on Monday Night Raw. His Jesus entrance is pretty is pretty great. Coming out like the Savior, the Messiah. It was pretty funny. But um, odd ending that like Drew put his hand out and and. Seth kind of shook it and was like kind of all discombobulated. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we had the Money in the Bank matches. Yeah. Both took back at the same time. What did you think about these matches? I think it was a missed opportunity to do something cool. I, it, I was too, it was too ha-ha, tongue-in-cheek, funny, you know, funny ha-ha, instead of something that they could have done cool. It wasn't taken seriously at all. No, it felt very slapstick, the whole entire thing, instead of being, like, serious. Like, I didn't mind, like, the AJ running into the Undertaker stuff, making it kind of seem like Taker's, like, still keeping an eye on him. But, like, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't mind when, like, he got pinned by the weight and couldn't move. But, like, you know, the rest of the stuff with, like, the food fight and brother love there. And, like, it was just, like, like yeah, I was watching yeah. some kind of cheesy... You know, and it just didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I really agree. It was a missed opportunity. And then you get to the end and you get to the roof, and three of the women in the match don't even make it to the roof. Yeah. Like, that's lazy booking. Just and, then, and, and then two of the men are murdered. Yeah, two guys just get thrown <laughs> off a roof, but really there's a secondary roof, which on Monday Night Raw they made sure they told you about 150 times. Because they got a lot of backlash on social media that – Little kids thought Rey Mysterio got killed. I I like popped hard when Rey Mysterio got thrown off. I was like, oh, oh, he got thrown <laughs> off. I like I was hoping for the show and hanging from the roof, but like they just did. then I was like, oh shit, Alistair Black got thrown off too. But <laughs> then know. they became a tag team. <laughs> and I don't agree. I don't agree with uh, Otis winning whatsoever. I don't mind the way he won though. Like if you're gonna have it be kind of weird. And he wins by catching it from AJ Styles messing up. Like, I like that. Yeah, that's different. But, like, I like money. Money in the Bank for me is something that I look forward to. It's like, it's a game changer to change the title perspective every year if you use it. Here's the thing, though, with that. They broke their own rule because whenever James Ellsworth climbed the ladder and threw it down to Carmella, they did the match again because the rule was you had to climb the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do another one? I don't know, because AJ like climbed up and got it, then he dropped it, Notice caught it. I mean, ideally I wanted AJ with it because I want to see him like hang that over McIntyre for the whole year, you know, and then like surprise him when you least expect it, you know. Because you know they're, like, not gonna, they're not going to put a world title on Otis. Yeah, no. Otis ain't going to win the world title. There's a rumor that he might even use it to cash in for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which is so stupid. Yeah. And if he does cash in, he'll cash in honestly and he'll lose. Yeah. You know, he'll be like, I challenge Braun 
and then like Braun will just straight up beat him because like Dolph Ziggler gets involved. You know, like good guys winning that suitcase are boring. Every time a good guy's winning that suitcase is boring. Every yep. time a villain has won it, it's been exciting. Like Edge cashing it in on people, Rollins, you know, it's exciting. The excitement of it is when is that bad guy going to show up and cash this in? You're not mm-hmm. feeling that with Otis. It's just like, yeah. Okay. Otis ain't going to come out and just wait until like Mandy distracts Braun Strowman and then cash the cash. And Otis ain't ready to be champion either, I don't think. No. I mean, I like the character and everything, but it's just but a it's comedy act. Because they're forgetting, they're forgetting Tucker. They're mm-hmm. burying a tag team that I liked. You know, Otis Otis is shining, so he's getting all this stuff where they haven't even done anything with Tucker. And mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. I just don't. I, I would have rather seen AJ win that. I think that would have been better because AJ's good on the mic. He could have he could have hung that over Drew for a long time, built some interesting stories. But I was hoping I mean, Alex Black would win, and then they used the case to turn him heel. Yeah. But, you know, but, I think Vince likes Otis because he likes, he likes that kind of funny. He thinks it's funny, you know. Thinks that stuff's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys listen to JR on Jericho's podcast? Yes. Uh, maybe. Where they talked about how Vince just loves toilet humor and fart jokes. Oh, yeah. And, and all the things that he thinks funny. And Jericho's like, why does he think that funny? And... JR's like, I have no clue, but like, he'll just start <laughs> laughing hysterically, like, that's hilarious. Like, and he's like, it's things that you think like a ninth grader, a, a nine year old would find funny that Vince thinks is funny. Like, they Fortnite? Shit on him for a little while, which was pretty funny. Um, so then let's move on to Raw. Um, so it started off with the big announcement. Um, we kind of knew there was rumblings that something was going on with Becky. But she came out and told Oscar that Oscar had won the belt, not the not the. Which I was when I found out Oscar won, I was like, oh shit, we gotta watch Oscar versus Becky again. So when I found out Becky was just leaving and Oscar's now the champion, I'm I'm happier with that. Yeah. Because now I want to see Shayna chase Oscar, and I, I wanted Shayna to win, but now Shayna can chase Oscar and like beat her for that title. Mm-hmm. They'll have good matches too. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think about the man getting pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> being a mom going away i wonder if she'll still be on tv maybe do back backstage you know maybe obviously, obviously she can't wrestle they kept uh, maurice around for a while what do you think about i think Shayna baszler cut the promo of the year after she <laughs> found out the baby announcement did you see it yeah it was funny and did you see it online at all yeah i, I heard a little bit about it but i didn't read it for, she know. said you know, oh, who the hell gets knocked up when you're on the when you're champion and you're on the top of your game? She said, "How stupid do you have to be?" Because she's <laughs> like, "I just got to tell you, that kid's gonna suck." <laughs> she she's said, like, "Look who the father, look who the look father who, is." Look who the dad is that kid's gonna <laughs> suck is a great line. <laughs> Shayna was amazing on Monday. The stuff she said to Natalie in the back about how dumb the Heart Foundation is and all these. <laughs> she she was she was on point that night. Um, then he had it more with Bobby Lashley, he beat the hell out of Umberto. Um, it looks like that they are, uh, well, we'll get to that cause that happened later on. Um, then, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, did Angel Garza beat Tazawa? Cause my TV kind of like cut out in the middle. I of think that. so. Cause, um, then they all got team, into a fight afterwards. Her team has not been doing too well. <laughs> they make no. them- they make them they're, lose every week. I still don't understand why. How many times 
they have to pull Andrade out to get beat by Drew McIntyre. Like, Andrade is the champion. Quit fighting the world champion every other week. Like, I know you're living on talent, but come up with something else, for Christ's sakes. The world champion doesn't have to fight every week. Yeah. I like Drew. Drew's on fire right now. I wish Drew had an audience because Drew is on fire. But quit beating that poor Andrade. He needs to have his own momentum. Um, then you had the return of the Iconics, which I thought was good. Mm-hmm. They got a win over the win. tag champs. Now they got a tag title match next week. They'll probably win. They should win. They're too good not to win. People were excited to have the Iconics back. Um, then the next match, you had that continuation of the two-fly team. They had R-Truth. MVP joined that other team. Um, the end part was good because Bobby Lashley came out and cleared house and pretty much sided with MVP. So I think you're going to have MVP and Lashley uh, working together. And didn't they work an impact together as a team? They did. That's good. I think that's good for um, Lashley because MVP can talk. It looks like he's putting together a little stable, too. Yeah. He has that Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. Yeah, the Australian guys. And and now Lashley. Um, that's good, because Lashley needs some kind of mouthpiece for him. Cause I and think not Lana. Have, yeah, not Lana. Lana sucks. Um, then the next match happened. Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio versus Murphy and Rollins. And Seth Rollins, Ken, just came out like he just, like, because everybody was, like, talking about congratulating him on being the dad. Rey Mysterio said to him in the back, Seth, congratulations, man, on being a dad. It's a great feeling. And he just stared at Ray, like, real close. He's all disheveled looking, and Ray goes, what a dickhead. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, that guy's a dickhead. And then um, he just lo- he did such a good job. He came out to the ring looking disheveled and stood there staring at the floor. And then I, my favorite line was Brian Sax- Saxon said, uh, I mean, look at him. His boots aren't even laced up really. <laughs> He's like his his, his uh, pants are hang, are unbuttoned. He's just he, he looked like he just rolled out of bed. It was so great. I don't know what they were doing with him. Is it like because he's a dad now, or he's just because he lost? It's just it was pretty funny though. I bet you he's not the father. Is where they're going with it. Oh, uh, they're gonna do something like watch, that. Watch them do something like because he's the Messiah. He's trying to be celibate, and then she his fiance ends up pregnant. Yeah, or and See them doing something like that. Or maybe, maybe it's immaculate conception. Oh my God, I can you see never it. Never know, Vince. <laughs> but I mean, his so his character, like when Mysterio like bumped into him, then he beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio and pushed Mysterio's eye into a metal step <laughs> and, and destroyed him till like his eye was bleeding, and they had to cart him off and take his mask off. And then he shows up in the back, and he's like. Ray, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I don't even remember it. And then Aleister Black started beating everybody up. It was just kind of pandemonium. It was good, though. I like what he did to Ray. I like the whole... It was did you see they had to make another announcement that it was part of the show that Ray Mysterio is okay oh, because of that? Like, why are why are people forgetting all of a sudden that this is a show? Yeah. Honest to God. Honest to God. Um, <laughs> I thought the Baszler and Natalia match was really well, really good. I thought Natty hung with her pretty good. Um, I liked all the shit talking that was going on doing it, so it was kind of interesting. Um, then you had Orton and, and uh, Edge faced each other and are going to meet each other one more time at Backlash. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I mean, I, I liked what Randy said. I thought it, I thought it was interesting the way, like, he said, you know, you're the better man, you won. He's like, but you're not a better wrestler than me. It's well, kind of just, usually it like like a waiting they want to get this in with a crowd. Just just wait then. Wait yeah, till we confirm yeah. that there's going to be a crowd. Yeah. Well, maybe if uh, Orton beats him in a regular wrestling match at this, then they'll have like one other match. Hell in a cell. At, at SummerSlam, maybe if there's crowds back by then. I don't know. Who knows how long how you're going to be waiting for a crowd? That's you true. For, you could be waiting for a crowd for another year. For all they might only have Edge for so long, too. Yeah. All right, let's go to NXT. Um, NXT started off tonight. You had the tag champs. Uh, they lost to um, Imperium with that Timothy Thatcher turning on Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. I, he just got annoyed at Matt Riddle and all his kicking off his shoes and nicknames and everything. Pretty funny. Uh, he ran out of them. I don't blame him. I'd be I'd be annoyed with him too. Uh, I like Timothy Thatcher. I'm glad he got the call up out of necessity more than anything, but I've always kind of liked him. Yeah, he was good. Um, then he's had some filler matches. Tegan Knox won a match. It was okay. Uh, Jake Atlas won to uh, advance in the tournament with another win. Um, then you had Balor versus Grimes. I thought Balor versus Grimes was was pretty good. Yeah, I was shocked at the outcome of that one. Even yeah. though there was outside interference, it's still... Damian Priest hitting Balor in the kneecaps and then Grimes pinning him. Mm-hmm. It was good. They had a lot of good counters for each other moves. I'd like to see those two work together more. Cameron Grimes, he's somebody I was not impressed with when they signed him, but the more I see of him, the more I like him. Yeah, yeah, I I do too. He he's a good villain. Wrestles really well. He's really he's got a different move set that just goes well with people. It's something different. It almost is like an intentional sloppiness. Yeah, it feels like. And I think Finn Balor can wrestle anybody. I think he's just... Oh, yeah. He's on his game right now. Um, I, I Then you had another qualifier match. Jack Gallagher beat Isaiah Scott. That tournament's still going on. Um, but the last match, Riddle versus Thatcher, that was intense. That looked like a, like a shoot fight to me, didn't it? Mm-hmm. The way they were, like, hardcore grappling and moving knees around and hard knees and all that. That looked really, really rough. Mm-hmm. They're both good. Yeah, that was entertaining though, and he uh, Riddle like rolled him up, pinned him. So Matt Riddle character annoys me, but in the ring I, I do like him. He is good, man. He can really, really go with a lot of different sized guys. He's he's pretty talented, pretty talented kid. So that was NXT. Um, then yet over on uh, TNT we had um, Dynamite beat NXT third week in a row. Uh, very low numbers last night for these shows. 6.54 for Dynamite to 6.04 for NXT. Some of the lowest ones they've ever done. I, I still don't get it. I mean, at least it's new content. There's not much else new on right now. No sports, no... Yeah. You know, everything's kind of in reruns right now. I don't know why wrestling is doing so badly. Well... I guess it's just the empty arena stuff, because they've been putting on decent shows. They have. But I think, I think the key piece of this is what we said last week, too, is... Every show's ratings are down. Mm-hmm. Not just wrestling. Like anything that's like new or on TV or coming out right now is just down. They said like people are either watching a lot of news or they're watching a lot of stream streaming stuff, and they're not like watching things live and new. You know, they've been watching 
a show during the day. They're watching Lost. They're watching Supernatural. They're watching all these other things on Netflix. So they just forget about new stuff. Or people don't like live arena, empty arena shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I get it's tough. It's yeah, it, they're tough to get through. Like especially when there's like a really good match going on. Yeah, it's just silence. But I'm getting used to it. So yeah. am I. And I mean, if you want more like entertaining, like stuff from the crowd, watch the AEW show because they still feel like they have a lot of energy from because there's crowds, there's wrestling fans. I mean, there's wrestlers surrounding the crowd. And they get loud. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I don't know. So it's very strange. So let's talk Dynamite then. So Dynamite Open um, was Lance Archer and Jake Roberts coming off, kicking off Dynamite. There were some things in the beginning of this that were really goofy. Um, first off, I like Archer and I like Cody. I think they're going to have a hell of a match. Um, Jake Roberts coming out and doing the whole women should be home pregnant and, and cooking thing. I think that's such a dated angle. Yeah. I don't understand why they're going with that. It's just cheap heat. I mean, it's like heat that like. But that's Jake Roberts should be better than that. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, he's, he's a wrestler. You have women main eventing WrestleMania now and all that. To go back to the whole women belong on this apron they get hurt they belong in the kitchen and, and at home like it, I, I don't know I, I don't really like that i think it's kind of stupid I yeah guess. i don't know i don't even think archer needs them yeah and then cody's truck entrance was so stupid <laughs> so dumb i mean he had, the, he had the truck revving up and i'm like oh my god cody's gonna come driving through in like a semi or something then they're like look at this cool um, modified truck that he has with his logo on it. I'm like, oh, he's going to drive in the arena. He literally drove, what, three feet, ran over yeah. one like little setup table, and then walked to the arena. <laughs> I thought he was going to Steve Austin it. Yeah. I was like, what did they just do there? What what was that? That was so silly. Did you enjoy that, Ken? No, it was goofy. Like, that whole thing, like I said, it was you just the it. whole... Oh, no, okay. the fight was cool. <laughs> No, I liked when they actually started brawling because it seemed like they were pretty, like, equally matched, even though Archer was, like, shrugging off chair shots and stuff, you know, like Cody was countering him and stuff. I think they'll have a hell of a match. I think it'll be really rough, really hard-hitting. Who do you like in that match? Who do you think needs that belt more or needs Cody. this win more? I think yeah. Cody. Like, I think Cody needs to win a belt because I think you need to... Uh, well, I don't know, like... It's I tough. Think they, they did a good job making Archer seem like a threat where yeah. he doesn't need the title. I could see Jake doing something to cost him the match, and then that's how they break them up. Because I really don't think, I think they thought he needed a manager at first. Yeah. But he's just, you know, when you need just a big dominant guy like that, I don't think you need somebody to talk for you. You just do your talking in your matches. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really heard him talk much, though, so I don't know how well. I don't think he needs to. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, they're trying to go with that Wyatt family-esque feel of, like, you know. Yeah. It hurts you in the ring to do this, and, like, you don't want to mess with him. You know, Jake does all these, like, promos. Him and Arn are going to do a a promo next week together. That'll be interesting to see (laughs) those two old men do. Um, Does it hurt Archer if he loses to Cody? 
I don't think so. What do you think, Ken? I don't know. Like, it's tough to say. Like, part of me says it, it, it wouldn't, but when you just show up and, like, the first actual credible, you know, because we all know he was going to lose to Dustin. Like, it's tough to to say, like, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like he should probably win that belt because Cody's not going anywhere. Yeah. True. Yeah. He was their top guy with, with or without a title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could always do something that, of course, Jake Roberts cheats, and that's how he beats yeah. Cody. And, you know, it's all in, yeah, it's all in the follow-up matches and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is definitely a feud that's going to last a while. Yeah, unless they bring in another guy, because if you come in, you feud with Cody first. The revival will yeah, be coming in. Yeah. <laughs> the revival will come in and feud with Cody. <laughs> the revolt. Um, then you had uh, Jurassic Express versus the Best Friends. What do you think about this one, Ken? I don't think it was bad. Like, I liked at the end where they kind of, you know, Ray Phoenix showed up. The end was uh, crazy. It was like yeah. paying the money and breaking out. I thought Ray Phoenix killed Orange Cassidy. Oh, my God. It was great. That running kick where it was just like. That, like, sniper kick that he does. I mean, crazy. It's We're going like, one next week. It's like Luke Hang from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, um, Ray's was allowed to travel, but probably not Pentagon because I didn't see Pentagon with him, so. Wherever Ray was at, he was able to make it here, which is good. It's good to have Ray back. He's crazy. And then I just like that uh, uh, Wardlow just started beating up Marco Stunt. Everyone just beats up Marco Stunt now. That's yeah. what he's there for. <clears throat> That's his thing. And then MJF beat up, uh, you know, uh, beat yeah, up what's his name? on Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Jungle Jack, Jack Perry. Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack. Um, then you had the women's four-way match uh, for an AEW women's match. It was okay. It had some rough spots, like some timing issues, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, then what do you think about uh, Hardy and Omega versus Santana and Ortiz? Um, you know what? I'm kind of over Hardy with the, <laughs> you know, the, the stuff. Like it's getting to be a lot. Uh, yeah, like I'm so over Matt Hardy. I go mm-hmm. ahead. I just don't enjoy him at all. I think instead of elevating the product, I kind of feel like he's bringing it down. I I do too. I don't think he's. I don't I don't enjoy it. I mean, like the hard Hardy fans are like, oh, he's so brilliant. I'm like, what is he doing that's so brilliant? It's the same like Matt Hardy moves over and over again. Like you know, I I don't know. I don't want to watch that. Like I like Santana Ortiz. I lo- I love Kenny. Much rather see somebody else in there with him than fucking Matt Hardy again. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Hangman to to not be showing up at these shows. Like, I don't, I don't understand Hangman Page at all. I, I mean, I know there's like people are worried about the pandemic and choosing not maybe to. Maybe he has it. <laughs> I, I, you would think. I don't know. Maybe he does have it. I don't know. Or I mean, he's a young, healthy guy. Like, I, I don't know if he has any other additions. He doesn't seem like he has family. He never mentions having anybody else. So I'm not really sure. You know, if like 70 plus years old Jake Roberts feels safe enough to come out, why he's not coming out, you know? Yeah. Well, Jim Ross kept reminding us that everyone was tested. What's that? Yes. Jim Ross kept reminding everybody that everyone there was tested. Yeah. Even the fans in attendance, everybody, which I'm not sure I buy, but. That's good to say. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Ross also did a solid job of reminding me whatever what everyone's ranked at constantly uh, uh, throughout the night. 
This is number third. This is number four right there. That's all. He's just punched to number five. <laughs> and I, I go off on the ranking system. But they have to be careful with that because they have characters that are named numbers now, too. Yeah. 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 So then next you had uh, Lee Johnson, uh, this dude who gets beat up a lot on here lately, uh, <laughs> against MJF. MJF was great. MJF's good. He's funny. He came back from a career-threatening injury. He did. Yeah. Um, I hope he kills Jungle Boy at double or nothing. I like Jim, MJF a lot. I'd like to see MJF go I for thought it was Marco. No, What's he's that? fighting Jungle Boy. It's Jungle Boy? Okay. Yeah. I like when MJF first came out. JR called him MJ, MGD. <laughs> they were genuine draft. JR was like, MGD. Then he was like, he's like, here comes MGD. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> and then he stopped and went, yeah, he's here, MJF, and like said it, like emphasized it, like, you know, in case you heard me fucking up. But he called him MGD at first. It was hilarious. Fucking up names left and right. Another time. <laughs> they need to put Sean Spears with MJF. I agree. Maybe he'll end up being his tag partner if they ever do that tag partner search again. Spears, MJF, and uh, Wardlow, that's a good group together. <coughs> Excuse Agreed. me. Um, then you had Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. Should be. I was hoping to get more of a match out of that. Yeah, I was too. A little bit more. Because it actually had storyline building to it. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just like, you know, an enhancement match, and then it just became an enhancement match. <laughs> I think they kind of showed that that Shug D Pineapple P guy's not that good in the ring. Uh, I don't know. He didn't look too. He didn't get a chance to do anything. He lost he like 30 seconds. He did some punches, then he got elbowed. Yeah. For all the buildup they were doing for it, he kind of got laid out pretty quickly. <laughs> No, what happened? kind of spoiled it too. He's like, "Don't blink, you might miss this one." And yeah. then he in like thirty seconds. And then you had Jericho. Um, since they can't do blood and guts, what he challenged the elite to us? Stampede. <laughs> I don't remember. Stampede challenge or something like that. I really didn't understand how that works. But um, that's at double or nothing. So I wonder who's going to be there for the elite at double or nothing because Cody can't be in it. Mm-hmm. So I guess you have Omega and Hardy, and then I don't the know Bucks. the Young Bucks, Dustin. I don't know because I don't know if Hangman if Hangman and the Bucks are back, then obviously you have that crew that can go after them and face them and something. Um, and then in a a, a a moment I loved, I loved when he beat up Vanguard. If you're Obviously, you can see he was going to smash Vanguard 1 with that bat, <laughs> but it's still great that he did it. Just beat it up. Uh-huh. That was funny. Yeah. Jericho's funny. Um, then the last match of the night, you had Christopher Daniels versus Mr. Brody Lee. Now, they're really emphasizing the whole Mr. Brody Lee now. He's he's missing. The, the AEW world champion, Mr. Brody Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wearing the belt, too. He looked good with the belt on. He did. Um, And, yeah, him and, it was okay. Him and Daniels, he beat him. And then uh, Moxley came out and just got the shit kicked out of him again. You know, took the belt, went home with it. Um, That's at double or nothing. Not sure. What do you think there, Ken? Who do you like in that match, Brody Lee or uh, Mox? I'd, I'd like to have Brody Lee win it, but I don't see them taking the belt off of Moxley yeah. so quickly. 
I feel the same way. I'd like Brody Lee to win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, next week, um, Mox is going to fight 10, that new big dude they have. Okay. Apparently, that was a storyline on Dark. They, they they had him use his real name and wrestle, and then uh, he actually won a couple, won a match against somebody, and then like Brody Lee came out at the end and said, "Oh, hey, you should, you know, join." And he joined the Dark Order. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because he's on their roster listed as his real name, and then Ten is like his nickname. Yeah. On their website, no one one we really know or would or would remember, right? Yeah. Nope. That's cool. Yeah, so that'll be interesting next week. See how that happens. Um, all in all, it was a pretty good show. Pretty good night, Wednesday night. Uh, I know no one's watching, but I enjoyed both shows. I thought both shows had entertaining moments, entertaining bits. Wednesday night um, wrestling is great. Yeah, you know, I don't really know why no one's not watching. Just because there's no fans, it's still fun. There's still some guys busting their ass doing some good stuff in the ring you're missing out on. So, I don't know. Um, then we'll end here with, uh, we had a new episode of Dark Side of the Ring. It was the last ride of the Legion of Doom. Um, Brock, what did you think about this episode? I think it was pretty weak. I did too. I was really disappointed in this episode. Why is that, guys? They didn't really talk about anything I didn't know. Yeah, it just didn't feel like, it never really, like, usually shows, like, when they start, it's like, they do a good intro, they give you a little bit, then they sort of build to this like like big dramatic finish and like stuff that goes on. It really gets you interested. It was just animal talking for forty five minutes and like about stuff that you like knew. It was like mm-hmm. all the all the road warriors, then they went to WCW, then they were here, and then they came out. You know, they talked about like Hawk being drunk at SummerSlam when they were supposed to win the titles and they rode the motorcycles down, you know. A little bit about Hawk stuff in the beginning. I I don't know. Like I was really thinking this one was going to be really really good, and when it was over, I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah, this was like the first one, other than like the Ben Juan Montreal Screwjob and stuff. That was like that happened while I was a fan, so I was really excited about it. Yeah. It was just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. Nothing really. I mean, it was interesting to hear about that, like growing up that hawk was like an absolute maniac like he fought everybody at school every single day both of his brothers were like there wasn't a day he wouldn't come home and he was like beat somebody up or did something then he started lifting weights then he started getting big he was a bouncer he used to him, beat the shit up. him and scott norton were high school rivals from different schools yeah. oh wow they that was rivals. something i didn't know then they all worked at like a. they all hung out at like this bar together and it was like Scott Norton and Animal and Hawk and um, what's Rick his Rude. Name? Rick Rude. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? Repo Man. Uh, the, one <laughs> the, dude, the dude from D- Demolition. And they were all like, uh, and Hawk would just beat people up constantly, fighting. And get paid and, for it. <laughs> and get paid for it. And him and Animal, like, was Animal said the first thing Hawk said to him, Animal was like lifting like 300 on a bench. And Hawk came over and like tapped him on the chest and said like, "Do a couple more or something like that." Like yeah, he he tried to knock the weight on him and yeah, say, "Nobody in this gym lifts more than I do." Yeah, something like that. Like <laughs> it was just like stories of Hawk being like an asshole, and then like him getting like drunk, him doing coke. They said when he used to go to Japan, he would like 
run with the Japanese mafia and disappear for days. Jeez, Louise. And no one knew where he was, and he would come back and do all this stuff. And then all like, money. <laughs> I feel like the end, they rushed it. Like, it was getting to the... It was good stuff, good information, and they got to the end, they went right to, like, him dying. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they skipped over some WWE moments, like, you know, of things that went on. Well, they had draws throwing him off the Titan Tron in there. Yeah. <laughs> they left off LOD 2000 completely. Yeah, LOD 2000 with Sonny. And then... And stupid Paul Ellering saying that the Legion of Doom came from He-Man. That idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, Mike, talking about Hawk, he's like, he used to love to watch cartoons. And he loved that He-Man. He was always watching He-Man. So he was like, let's do the Legion of Doom like He-Man. Like, no, you fucked that all up. He was watching Challenge of the Super Friends when the Legion of Doom came from. <laughs> Paul Ellering. I mean, they were great, though. Some of those, showing some of those videos of them showing up and, like, when they, in the WWF, when they debuted, I mean, they were just great. They were such mm-hmm. a badass-looking team. Yeah. They did, then they had the uh, Godfather on to do the story about when they uh, gave the Doomsday device to McMahon in a strip club. <laughs> what? McMahon was in a strip club with them, and they're buying, he's buying all these drinks, and he used, and he just started going around the room drunk going do your finishing move to me i want to take your move and he was taking everyone's finishing move like they were all doing it on him and then they were like no way you'll let lod do it and he was like do it right here right now put me up in it and they put him up on a doomsday device and did the move to him he like jumped off and in the strip club he said here's this rich millionaire guy just flipping in the air in a suit landing on the ground they were like he got and they were like and animals like he got to respect him he took it it just fine they Jared were saying asked about that story on his podcast, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do that story." <laughs> I like how they. The one thing they said, Ken, was that whenever people did the inside-out bump on a clothesline from them, that yeah. it wasn't them doing that bump. They were actually getting turned inside out by their clotheslines. Holy crap! Yeah, they would hit people really hard, and then go in the locker room and apologize and be like, "Sorry about that. We beat you up a little bit." <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, that was, it was it was you know it was just okay. A lot of some good stories and just kind of ended kind of weird. Didn't have that like. Yeah, they just Hawk. it ended with Hawk finding Jesus and and then he died shortly afterward. He finally got his life together and then yeah, unfortunately and his heart died right away. Well, I'm sure they don't want to bring up a lot, get too deep into you know the weeds with that kind of stuff because I'm sure it could get pretty bad. Yep. Next week is the last episode. Um, that's the um, owner. Hard. That, should, that, yeah. that one's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. But yeah, that was it. There's your uh, week in wrestling. Lots going on. Yep. And, uh, we'll see what happens next week. See how things continue. And uh, we'll be here to talk about it. Take us out, Ken. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite subscribe invite tell or maybe what am i I messing up something whatever tell your friends (laughs) subscribe like share tell your friends have a great night and watch wrestling on wednesdays yes watch wrestling on wednesdays (laughs) all right good night later